Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Here we have arrived at the 400th episode, and the angel of the Lord rescues those who fears him is the psalm of the day, Psalm 34. And this is such a telling part of the day where we celebrate the solemnity of Peter and Paul, the apostles, upon which rested the beginning of the church. I will bless the Lord at all times. They live this. His praise shall be ever in my mouth was what they did. They proclaimed the good news of Jesus throughout the entire region, and their soul was glorifying the Lord. They sought the Lord, and he answered them. And today's readings are dramatic because their lives were dramatic, and so are the lives of anybody that goes on the adventure of living in the kingdom of God. Not an easy thing, but truly an adventure. The first reading is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 12. And King Herod has laid hands upon members of the church to harm them. The politics of the day fighting the spiritual leaders of the day. And they seem to have won in some way because they get one of the Zebedees, James, who had gone all the way to Spain and had spread the news far. And he's killed by the sword. This is pleasing to the Jews, the reading tells us. So he's trying to still appease the crowd, please the crowd. And that makes him turn his heart away from anything that is good. On that same day, they also arrest Peter. And they put him in prison and they guard him with four soldiers. And this is very similar to what they did to Jesus. They want to bring him to the people after the Passover and he's kept in prison. But the whole church is praying fervently to God on his behalf. Even though James has already died and the church has been shaken with one of the apostles killed, they are praying for Peter. And on the night before Herod is supposed to bring Peter to trial and in a dungeon where Peter is secured with double chains with soldiers next to him, we find that heaven touches earth once again and that these four soldiers cannot do anything because an angel of the Lord stood by Peter and a light shines in the cell and the angel touches Peter, awakens him and speaks. He says three things. Get up quickly, put on your belt and sandals, and then put on your cloak and follow me. And Peter thinks he's having a vision. He doesn't know if this is true. There's four soldiers. He's probably still grieving in his heart the death of one of his dear friends, a fisherman like him, that he had just been killed. And he's there praising God and grieving both as an example of what we must do as we walk through life. And he finds himself guard, walking through the guards, guarded by an angel, and at the edge of 
this alley where the angel leaves him. And he realizes that Psalm 34 has been fulfilled. <clears throat> the angel of the Lord has rescued him. And he has sought the Lord and the Lord has answered him and delivered him from his fears. So we can say when we are downtrodden, when we're in grief, when we're sad, we can say that the angel of the Lord will encamp with us, around us, and deliver us when we are trying to walk in the steps that the Lord sets before us, when we take refuge in the Lord. So we see that dramatic story, one of the apostles killed, one of the apostles dramatically saved as heaven touches earth. And we find in Second Timothy, the letter of Paul, where he's saying, my time of departure is at hand. We know that he was a prisoner in Rome for a couple of years. And he's looking back and saying, I've competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And he knows he did this only because the Lord stood by him and gave him strength, that he was rescued from evil and that God will bring him safely to the kingdom of heaven. We see the lives of these three key players in the story of salvation and how they rely on heavenly help to endure and go through the trials that they are put through. And then we come to the last reading for today from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, where Jesus in the region of Caesarea Philippi, kind of to the north, is gathering his disciples before he sets out on a journey and asks them, who do people say that I am? And Jesus hears Simon Peter reply, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus tells him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my heavenly father. Today, we celebrate the solemnity of these two pivotal players, Peter and Paul. In some ways, they are very much the same. They're bold. They're courageous. They're in love with Jesus. They go out into their communities and stand, and they're both beaten and tortured and imprisoned. In other ways, they're completely opposite because one is a scholar, a Pharisee, somebody that knows so much about the law. The other one is a rough and tough fisherman who doesn't know all the intricacies intricacies of the law, but he knows that Jesus has given him the keys to the kingdom. And Paul knows that as well. And in the first council of Jerusalem, we see Paul coming back to Jerusalem to seek the counsel and acknowledge the authority that was given to Peter. In other ways, they complement each other. And this is something that the pastor in our church spoke about today in Mass, Father Chuck. He said that they're complementary because they both need something of each other. Paul has sort of a strategy. He looks at the Mediterranean Sea and knows, okay, these are different people, different languages, different traditions. I have to appeal to each in their own way, in their own language. And he sets out as a Roman citizen to visit different areas, different cities, and starts founding churches in Antioch, in Pergamon, in Ephesus, in Corinth. And then he starts feeding those communities with the word of God, with the interpretations of the word of Jesus that appeared to him and gave him firsthand instructions on what to do. And in contrast to that, 
In a complimentary way, we see Peter stays in Jerusalem, guides the crowds there. They're both going to die in Rome in kind of the same place, one by the sword pole and Peter dies by the cross upside down. So they endure death for the word of God and they both know that they have run a good race. As we think about these siblings of our faith, and we know what they have accomplished. We can ask for their intercession in the heavenly court. And we go to the throne saying, Father Almighty, we are not worthy to stand before you. We repent from our sins, from the ways in which we walk away from love, where we get fearful and forget that Jesus says over 300 times, do not be afraid. He's the word of God speaking through the scriptures through the Old Testament and the New Testament, telling us, I am with you until the end of time. Forgive us for all the times in which we do not stand courageous to those promises and we falter. And help us to know that we walk on this earth surrounded by angels that are with us in the battle, in the daily battle. We bring to you all of our concerns, Father, all of our dreams, all of our necessities, all of our desires, and we ask that you bless them, that you put a hedge of protection around us, that you cover us with the holy blood of your most precious son, Jesus, that we cover our spouses, our families, our children, our extended families, our co-workers, our neighbors, everything we have, everything we are, everything we feel and dream, that you protect it, Father, and that it may glorify you. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.